the reason we market is to show the things that we can do because a lot of people think that they need to drive 30 miles away to go to the OBGYN instead of coming to the family doctor to get their well woman visit done. Welcome to the ACO show. Today, Brian and Josh are joined by guests from four different practices that partner with Alidated from across the country. You'll hear from physician owners, practice managers, and social media managers. The guests talk about how they have been able to successfully market to their patients and how their marketing strategies have evolved. So it's not just about bringing in new patients, but includes keeping their patients informed about important public health issues and other ways that marketing their practices means being part of their communities. I'm Brian Chiglinski, the Communications Director here at Alidade, and my co-host Josh Israel and I were really excited to talk to some of Alidade's best messengers, the primary care practices we work with all across the country. In the next few episodes, we're talking to some of these practices about the creative and authentic ways they communicate with their patients and their communities. To start, we're heading to some warmer weather on the Gulf Coast to hear from Emily Burke and Larry Knight at Coastal Family Health in Mississippi. Hi, I'm Emily Burke. I'm the Director of Marketing and Communications here at Coastal Family Health Center, um, based out of Biloxi, Mississippi, on the Gulf Coast. And uh, we've been doing some great work in communicating our services to our patients and community. Lots of pushes through social media and press releases, and then also working with uh, radio and TV for announcements, PSAs, And it's been quite successful, especially with the uncertainties that are going on. The services that we're providing for the community are just great right now because everyone wants to help their neighbor. So we are um, able to be successful a lot through organic social media. There's not a lot that we pay for. Um, And then our viewers sharing and liking expands that reach and then a great partnership with our local TV station, which also helps us get the word out and um, communicate to the viewers exactly what Coastal Family is doing and stay stay up to date with our new services and our locations and how we help people all over the coast. That's great, Emily. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about the specific programs and initiatives you've been working on. Some of the initiatives that we've been focusing on are getting your flu shot. Um, That's been very popular. A lot of people are probably taking the flu shot that might have not done that in the past, um, trying to stay healthy and avoid, you know, obtaining the COVID-19 virus. And so that's been very popular. Also, drive-through COVID-19 testing and going out to the communities. We've, We've reached some of the poorer sections Uh, going to Loaves and Fishes and Feed My Sheep, which are local uh, kitchens where they can get meals. And so we are providing services to those individuals that might not think about getting tested or not not having the capabilities or uh, access to get the flu shot. So um, we're, we're working on those. Thanks, Emily. Larry, what would you like to add? Yeah, hi, I'm, I'm Larry Knight. I'm the Chief Operations Officer here at Coastal Family Health Center. And, you know, just to piggyback on what Emily has stated, um, we are a community health center. I think we take that word community to heart here between our mobile outreach, uh, mobile unit activities, and our outreach team. Like Emily said, we're out into the homeless communities. We're very, uh, we have a very robust school, school-based health services program where we're in 
21 of the local schools here in uh, South Mississippi, where we have uh, provider care teams and dental care, and um, just quite proud of the services you know that our team uh, provides to our community here. What advice would you have for other practices who are trying to market themselves? I think that you know if you if you have that community mindset and you you walk the talk, uh, the community will you know make those resources available to you. And I mean you know we have opportunities to spend marketing money, uh, particularly for our grant funded programs like our Ryan White or our Hep C's, or our prep program, and our um, some other programs that we have that are specific and grant funded. Usually with those, there are some marketing dollars where we can do billboards and and uh, radio commercials and so forth. But but like Emily's saying, really at the end of the day, we're we've made ourselves known as a community-minded organization, and as such, you know those entities are coming to us literally uh, every day, wanting us to partner with them, to market with them, and um, and as a result, we don't really have to spend a lot of money. You know, and our social media has really helped us big, thanks to Emily as well. We brought her on board, and she's done a great job there. Next, we go to El Dorado, Arkansas and spoke with a large primary care physician group called Southern Arkansas Medical Association, known as SAMA. They use social media for marketing, specifically Facebook, and we heard how they figured out which type of posts spread the fastest and how they use rewards to incentivize their clinic staff to come up with posts that get the most attention. Um, Hello, I'm Pete Atkinson. I am the CEO at SAMA Healthcare Services, located in South Arkansas, uh, centrally located in the state. Um, We have about 18,000 people in El Dorado, and our practice serves about 23,000 people. As far as marketing in a rural community, we serve a lot of different areas, different towns and whatnot. So newspaper is something that we have used, but not a lot. Um, Some radio. Our biggest success, though, has been with Facebook. And what we did several years ago, we were actually a much smaller practice. Today, we have 72 employees in 2000. 11, we had 34. Um, So we've grown quite a bit. And so with that, we needed to do a lot of marketing, especially for the newer providers as they came on board. Um, So again, we went to Facebook. Um, That seemed to be the the easiest one for us to get out there and uh, spread our reach to our our patients uh, and our employees in various ways. Um, The easiest way with Facebook that we started was we challenged my staff to get 500 likes. And I can't remember exactly what the reward was, um, but we launched the Facebook page. We challenged the staff and gave them a reward if we could get to 500 likes on our page. Um, Once we got there, the next big step for us was again, getting more likes in the community. And thus we were able to target those people in our marketing. So what we did is we started doing a lot of posts that involved pictures of our staff and we tagged them in those pictures. And then obviously, if we tagged an employee, mom liked it, aunt liked it, husband liked it. um, And we were kind of able to spread the SAM website in that way. We also did um, Christmas tree competition one year and tagged the various teams and the employees in those teams. And that also spread it quite quickly because whoever had the most likes on the Facebook page on, on their tree won a reward of some sort. So today, again, we're just several years later, probably been 10 years, we've been using Facebook. That's still what we use for the most part for most of our marketing, um, relatively inexpensive and able to reach a large market. As you are hearing, many practices use marketing as a means for much more than just bringing in new patients. Our goal with Facebook marketing um, has been several things, actually. We often want to educate our patients Um, say like with the coronavirus, trying to provide education Um, and not just our patients to the community. Um, We've used it for advertising jobs. 
And so we've we've used it in a in a several different ways. And again, you know, not only for our patients, I think the coronavirus is a great example of that. Uh, we actually share CDC recommendations and whatnot. So it's not just about us um, and our clinic necessarily, but it's about the community. For this practice, since they have practice locations in different parts of the state, they found particular benefits to using Facebook for their marketing. So we tried other things other than Facebook, um, Instagram, and, you know, again, back to the newspapers um, and just didn't feel like we were getting a lot of traction and maybe we're getting more traction than we realized with Facebook. I get reports of how many people have touched it, how many people have seen it. And so I just feel better knowing that we're not wasting those dollars with a marketing strategy that doesn't work. Last year, we hired a physician that was already practicing 30 minutes north of El Dorado. And with Facebook, I could target geographic areas. So when she came to our practice, it was really easy for me to just market in that town, telling everybody. Obviously, her previous employer is not going to tell everybody where she went. So it was really easy for me to target that area and let them know that she was now in El Dorado working at SAMA. Dr. Jennifer Bacani McKinney is a family physician in a small town in Kansas where she runs a medical practice along with her father. The practice actively uses social media, especially Facebook, to keep their community informed about the basics like their clinic hours, but also about community health and public safety measures during the COVID pandemic. Hi, my name is Jennifer Bacani McKinney, and I'm a family physician in Southeast Kansas in a town called Fredonia, a town of about 2,500 people. This is my hometown, and I've been practicing here for about 11 years. For our practice, what we tend to do to get the word out about our changes, um, how we're doing visits or changes related to COVID, we usually use social media. So we, we have a pretty active Facebook page, and we like to highlight the, the good things that we're doing, the ways that we plan to take care of patients, how we can still take care of patients and keep you safe at the same time. Um, one of the one of the campaigns that we used was to highlight every single person in our office, uh, and we showed them wearing a mask, and we said why they wear a mask. So each one of our employees said, "I wear a mask because," and it really made it personal for people to show um, why they were doing this to care for other people. I asked if there were any marketing strategies the clinic had used that they did not consider successful. Um, I, I mean, I know at the beginning, you know, when we of COVID, when we started talking about um, not having people come in, I think we didn't know what to expect. Um, we we started calling people and saying, "Hey, we're going to reschedule your appointment when things are safer." And and I think that was one thing that kind of brought us down a little bit. It was a little harder to kind of climb back up that mountain because people then, when we said, hey, it's safe to come back to the clinic, it kind of implied that, um, you know, it wasn't safe at one point and that they, I guess they wanted to know what made it safe now to come in the clinic, come to the clinic during a pandemic. So I guess just the wording of how we were trying to um, keep people safe was kind of a big part of it. Um, I guess just choosing the words to not imply that they weren't safe at one point and now they are, but that um, we, we feel comfortable now. We have all the equipment. Uh, we can keep you safe. We want you to come in um, because it's important for your health. We wanted to know if having a practice in a town where there are not many competing physicians changed the way she thought about marketing. You know, 
know, I think one of the most important reasons why we market, because we do really only have, uh, we have five doctors in town and three nurse practitioners. So we're, we're kind of the only gigs in town. Um, but the reason we market is to show the things that we can do, because a lot of people think that they need to drive 30 miles away to go to the OBGYN instead of coming to the family doctor to get their well woman visit done. Or, um, you know, they don't realize that they can come to our hospital and and work with my dad, talk to my dad about having their gallbladder out versus driving to Wichita 90 miles away. So um, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about rural hospitals and what we can do. So I think that's a big part of our marketing is to let them know that we really can do a lot of things here um, as, as family physicians in a small town. Since Dr. Bakani McKinney seemed so fluent in the use of social media, I asked if she had any tips for a physician who is not. You know, probably the biggest thing, uh, especially if you're starting a practice or if you are introducing a new provider to a community, I think just having them out there. We do a lot of things in the community. So if there's a parade, we're in the parade. If there's a health fair, we're, we're um, in the health fair. If there's a school event or they need panelists to talk to teachers during a personal development day or professional development day, then we try to be in there and present and, and really a part of the community so that they get to know us um, from a personal level and, and we're being seen outside of the exam room. So I think that's really important just to be present in the community where you're practicing um, to, to just get the word out. And now we're joined by our friends at Crouch Family Medicine in Oklahoma. So I'm Jason Crouch. I'm a family physician uh, here in Chandler, Oklahoma, and I'm here today with uh, my wife, Robin Crouch, who is also our practice manager. We started our practice about 13 years ago. I guess it was 2007. We're located in central Oklahoma. Uh, we're about 40 miles east of Oklahoma City. Our population here is about 3,000 people here in town, service area about 10,000. It's a one physician practice, it's me, and we also have a nurse practitioner. I'd love to hear a little bit about kind of the, how marketing your practice in the area has evolved from kind of when you started in 2007 to how it looks today. Yeah, I'd say, and I mean, initially, most of the marketing was probably just more word of mouth. Uh, when you're in a small town and you're opening in a clinic, it's uh, kind of everyone knows about it. Most patients and potential patients uh, know each other or they're usually only two degrees of separation between them or less. As, as time's gone on, gotten more involved with uh, marketing through social media and uh, presence on the web. And I, I guess I can chime in here, you know, when we first started in 2007, yeah, it was a lot of newspaper type ads, just uh, doing the reoccurring things that happened in the county newspaper, um, letting them know that we want to sponsor the, you know, the church bulletin schedule in the newspaper or county livestock shows, whenever they post the, the winners there, just make sure that we are always open to support those local activities. Um, and then, you know, over time, we of course had a website, we've had a couple of different websites. Now our website's a little more savvy than it used to be, but it still needs updated. Uh, I'm not great at keeping that up today. Um, we are on social media. Um, we're on both Facebook and Instagram. Those are great because they're free and you just can reach directly to your patients or potential patients. 
And um, probably the thing we do the most is uh, community involvement and just basically, you know, being available to um, help support and sponsor different activities in town that uh, our patients use and we use uh, because our family is embedded in this community as well. How else are you guys involved in the community? Oh, so, um, you know, just... uh, Pretty much we don't turn down a lot of things that come in and <laughs> ask for help. So, so uh, sports activities, local little league teams, um, putting signs up at all the ballparks, uh, helping sponsor the different sports clubs, uh, football fields and all those good things. Um, we support the local museum. We are involved in the Chamber of Commerce uh, here in town. And of course they do a lot of different activities throughout the year. They do Easter egg hunts. Christmas time, they do a courthouse lawn, tree lighting uh, on our courthouse square. So we, you know, sponsor anything that comes up like that, that is an extra thing that the chamber is involved in. We try to be involved as well. We've also, when asked, we've done talks for local clubs. So those are some other ways that we've gotten involved in the community. And what advice would you have for other practices? Yeah. Um, so on social media, we just kind of try to uh, push out timely information, factual information. And, and the most important tip I could give to any new practice is whatever your presence is, whether it's online through your website or social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever your, your thing is, um, you want to have a positive spin on whatever content you're pushing out. Um, you know, you want people to feel good. Um, they want to be involved with practices that, that make them feel good. So we try to always have a positive spin on anything we present and just present factual information. A lot of this year, you know, I've just been kind of pushing out information from the CDC or from um, our health department, state and local health departments, and um, just basically giving people factual information, timely information. Usually before a holiday, um, I'll let people know what our hours are and um, just reminding people of access, how they can access um, us after hours, that sort of thing. So um, I guess the biggest tip is just to, to keep it positive and keep it factual and, and professional and often, <laughs> often, yeah. share often, keep them engaged. You talked a bit about being present in the community. What would you say is the most important part of that work? So um, I think the the most important thing we do, and it just comes kind of naturally when you're in a small town and and you're taking care of your patients and you're raising your family and living here um, is we're just taking care of the same people that we do life with the same people we go to church with or we play uh, little league with or um, you know we buy ice cream from on the on the street whatever Um, these are the same people that we're, we're serving. And so our families are involved all the way from our children uh, and their friends and on up. Um, so we're, we're basically taking care of the same people that are our friends, their friends, their grandparents, their children. It's, uh, it just kind of comes naturally and it's, uh, it's a nice way to live. It's why we came back home. This episode of the ACO Show was produced by Brittany Barnes and Hannah Posner. Our theme music is by Donna Korn. You can find previous episodes on our website, alladay.com, or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. 
thanks for listening. A-C-O-Show.